Hello guys, welcome to our podcast today. Uh, it's called Raise the Question. I'm here today with two of my friends. I've got Nisha and uh, Appy, both looking lovely, both looking amazing. We're going to talk about a couple of questions we have today. Initially, we'll talk about, we'll start talking on relationships and then we'll go from there, I guess. Um, relationships are an interesting topic to talk about. It's very hard nowadays to maintain your relationship purely because the current climate makes it very, very difficult. You can't see your loved ones unless you live together with them. And it's it's very easy for arguments to turn into silly fights and whatnot. So what are your guys' takes on that? Well, I mean, you know, with relationships, uh, personally, for me, it's mainly family when that word comes up. And during these, you know, from last year, March time, we've been in lockdown. Uh, the, I mean, I've been ill myself. And, you know, without my the help of my mum or my family, I wouldn't really have got through what I did. And in that, I need that support. And I feel like we've gone closer because of the lockdown, because we've been at home and we've always had, like, been around each other. Because before lockdown, we were, like, in different places. I barely saw my sister. My brother I'd see for a bit and my mum, you know, she'd be working a lot. But, you know... I think we got closer, in my opinion. That, that is an interesting point you've raised there, Appy. Um, it's good to see that you're a lot closer with your family now. But is there any kind of um, any kind of button heads of you? They say you spend too much time with a person, you eventually will start to butt heads. It's a natural occurrence. So, is there anyone in particular in your house that you know you've spent maybe a little too much time around, and you've seen some of the the anger rise, if you will, or some of the discontent? I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest, myself, I've been in, you know, some, I've had bad days where I've not been in the mood yeah, for much. Yeah. So it'd be either a lack of sleep or me just waking up thinking, oh, here we go again. Same old thing. But yeah. We don't do anything. We're stuck at yeah. home. And uh, as much as people say, oh, yeah, try and make the most out of this. Try something new. Uh, it's not, everyone's not up for that. Do you get me? It's not so, easy, is it? No. It's not. It's not at all. So in my head... Uh, I, I just do what I'm used to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's so much easier to follow habit than yeah, trying yeah. something new. Exactly. Um, what's what's your take on this, Nisha? What, what do you define relationships by? Um, for me, I mean, I agree with Appy. Where um, so for me, it was definitely a big take on like family, and I think more than just the people in the house. I think it was more like I missed a lot of the family that used to like just come around every Friday and we would just like chill and just have some food together and stuff like small things like that I um I ended up really missing and I realized how like grateful I was for that until it was no longer there and obviously like Abby said we've been in lockdown since like last March and even if we weren't in lockdown we're still not allowed to go to each other's houses so I think since like last March it's been really hard to kind of get to grips with um, the fact that we just can't see family and like just go to each other's houses um, but I think also like just not just family but I think friends in general um, not seeing them and not like hanging out with them I think that's quite a I think mentally it really gets to you because there's a point where you just kind of have to just entertain yourself I guess like a lot of Netflix yeah. a lot of like I don't know, YouTube, um, just finding that something is a strong to point. do. Yes, yeah. And so like, I especially, think, yeah. sorry, especially for our age group, since we're in our early 20s, 
uh, we're, we're all of us either apprenticeships or unis and um, it's at this time in our lives that we should be you know going out exploring new things finding out different aspects of life and sadly we can't do that because obviously with the current climate it's unavailable and if you see if you looked online at like instagram tiktok and all that you see a lot of the comments a lot of the statements made about how people wish they were somewhere else they wish they were on holiday they wish they were playing with their mates or they, they were seeing their mates and it is disheartening seeing all of this stuff but you know we as a society have to combat the virus some some way and this is the best most effective way and as you mentioned it, it does get very very hard not being able to see friends and family but you know there, there is a reason for these restrictions we we aren't just doing them for fun so yeah. it's important that we do follow along with the guidelines set but no obviously I, obviously we respect the government right but yeah i'm sure in a person's perspective like uh, i'm sure the rates of suicide has gone up uh, i've read about that recently as well it's it's taken a mental toll on a lot of people and you know when you're just at home it's all caged in all your thoughts are just to yourself and it, it just makes it harder to get out of it the more you're at home so yeah, that is people, true. yeah people say they want to travel it's because of escapism they want to get out you know just forget about their lives for a week or two and then come back and they feel refreshed but you don't get the opportunity yeah i mean i, I don't think it's just like traveling in general but i think like even just going out and about and just like chilling with friends that that's something in itself right like just going out seeing people going to a restaurant or whatever it is it's just it, it i think like you said it takes such a big mental toll on people and like even i mean i'm one of them um where like i was really really struggling in the first lockdown because i started off like thinking this was great because i love staying at home <laughs> and um i'm i just i just love staying at home so i was just like okay this is going to be great and then they they got like there was a point where I was just like I can't I can't do this anymore, um, and I really just wanted to go out and see my friends and stuff. But like, you just don't have that option. You you just have to stay at home. And if you want to see your friends, it's over FaceTime or a video call, which is just not the same as seeing that person in 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 person. That, that is very true. And uh, going back to Appy's point about escapism and how being locked up feels like being in a cage. Uh, you know, there, there is a saying that there's nothing more dangerous than a cornered beast, if you will. And uh, at the end of the day, humans are just very evolved animals. It just goes back to that base animal instinct. We need to be able to roam. We need to be able to go out and do what we want to do. But it's been made very difficult. And, you know, at the most, you're able to do one exercise a day to try and stay healthy, stay fit. But that's barely enough. We can't, you know, we can't go to the park. We can't go out on... Uh, I don't know uh, to meet our friends or whatnot, yeah. and it's it's hard, especially when you get people our age who should be, you know, having a Sunday league match or you know going down to the pub every Sunday, or whatnot, and being able to meet up and socially be be social butterflies. It's yeah. hard. It's very hard. And like you mentioned, Nisha, the you know the most we can do is FaceTime, but that that lacks the human contact, doesn't it? Yeah. It's all what a lovely seeing your face, seeing that you're doing okay, but without being able to touch you, it it, it cuts one of our senses off. Yeah. I think that as humans really, really impacts us. And that goes back to Appy's point on the mental aspect. And I don't know about the suicide rates going up, but now that you've mentioned it, and now that I think it through, it does make a lot of sense. It's, yeah. it's a sad thought, but it does make a lot of sense. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we personally have been impacted by it as well. So I think, like you said, it does make a lot of sense. And um, I think it's quite difficult because, like Appy said, you, you are kind of just caged in this whole thing by yourself. Like, there's not, you can't talk to someone 24-7, right? At least um, if you were to go out and, like, talk to someone, like, that's a different kind of space, different environment. So you come back home kind of refreshed. You're at home 24-7 you've got you can talk to friends here and there but then there's that time where you're kind of like alone with your thoughts and I think that's like for a lot of people that's quite scary um, and I didn't I, I didn't think that that was going to be scary for me but when I went through it I was like oh god like this is actually it's really getting to me mm. so yeah that is I mean the thing is <laughs> we're talking remotely right now Yes. There's no way we can meet in one building. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. So it's it's yeah, yeah. So we're experiencing uh we're still living in obviously a world where lockdown is I mean coronavirus is still spiking. I don't think it's gone down as much as the government wanted it to be, and we're still sort of got safety measures in place, but emotionally we as humans we need we need more than what we're getting and yeah well, exercising once a day is not going to solve the problems you have no no it's not because that's not like exercise isn't for everyone right like not everyone that's not the way they kind of like find that outlet i guess like for like for different people it's different things um for me like i i i mean for me it was exercise it was like going to the gym or playing netball but for other people it's just as simple as seeing friends so exercise just going out for like exercise once a day is not good enough for any everyone so i think that's something else as well that is true when, when you're sitting at home not being able to do much except watch netflix or you know play games online mm. you know the key aspect there was that you're sitting at home you're not doing much else i mean it's all well and good to have you know six packs on your fingers and whatnot from gaming all the time uh, it's not, <laughs> not going to help you when you when the lockdown lifts and you're finally able to go out. Like for you know, uh, I myself am a martial artist, so if I, if I were to go back into training, like vigorously training, I would not be able to cope as I would have done beforehand, mm. purely yeah. because I haven't got the space where I can train properly. And yeah. you know, Appy being a A star footballer that he is. <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> He's not going to be able to, you know, pull out all the tricks that he had in his bag before. His locker's got to be quite empty, I reckon, without the constant practice. And uh, oh, I mean, also, I've, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, I've put on a bit of weight in the lockdown, as, as you do. Mm, as yeah. you do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it happens. You're right? not the only one, you're not the only one. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Yeah. But do you think that there's any, like... Um, positive aspects of lockdown like anything that you feel is positive because obviously we've talked about like the negatives but there are many negatives yeah we, we yeah. Find out. <laughs> but uh, do you guys think there's any like positives that have come from lockdown i think it's very subtle positives there, there aren't any blatant positives that you can see that glaring at you yeah but i think it's the it, it's it's very like you guys mentioned there's a very strong mental aspect to the lockdown it affects you mentally but i personally think that those people that are mentally prepared for it they can make very good use of this time because mm. obviously they are at home they can if they wanted to do home workouts or work on whatever project they're working on mm. so if you know someone was always imagining themselves as a writer and they they wanted to start a, start a book or what we're doing now start a podcast that's a very good point 
they can finally you know they've got the time it does open up some of their schedule since they don't have you know traveling times to go to work or even don't have certain aspects of work that they need to do they've got a lot more time to do certain things and especially with uh you know when you mentioned putting on weight if people were to do home workouts I think it's interesting to see what kind of workouts they would come up with uh, by themselves. It's very hard to try and, I don't know, do a bench press in a kitchen sitting room between <laughs> two kitchen tables, is it? Use the washing machine. Yeah, use the washing machine. <laughs> but um, I do think there are some positives. It's not that, you know, they do say there's a silver lining in every cloud. And um, there, there are aspects that are better than they would have been. But obviously, they they aren't as numerous as the negatives, if you will. Mm. Are there any positives you guys can see? Okay. Uh, you know what? Personally, because I'm still working from home, right? I know not everyone's got the privilege, but for me, I've been able to save a lot more money because of the lack of traveling. And uh, I don't go out, so <laughs> where's the, you know, where do you spend money? Mm. So I've been trying to save more than I normally would have. I think and, that's a very big positive actually. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and for work, right? I usually wake up quite early, and now I get more of a line. So I feel like I'm, I feel better every day because I'm getting more sleep. I feel mm. a bit fresher. So uh, it is a shame that gyms are closed and stuff like that. But uh, I've been able to sort of catch up on sleep, and it's got its slight positives because people that don't see their family much, they they've been at home, so they've mm. had to be with their kids. And things like that so yeah there are their positives you know of course of course for, no for i definitely agree with no go on <laughs> sorry yeah for those of you wondering appy is the uh he is mr jim <laughs> <laughs> so, if, if anyone in the future wants any advice on the gym appy is our resident hulk so <laughs> <laughs> no but you, i agree with saying... both of you um you yeah, know i was just saying that like um i think I think the main um, positives is the fact that like that, like finding that time to do what you've always wanted to do. Um, for me, I, don't, I can't remember what that was. I think it was knitting. It was actually <laughs> huh? knitting. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think for me it was more just um, I think catching up with my whole like Instagram page, and then. Um, I think also kind of just spending time with family uh, at home and just really talking to them about things that we before didn't have time to talk about. Mm. And I think like Appy said at the beginning, there was there's a lot more connection now uh, with my family because I've been able to talk about certain things that I couldn't before. Mm. Um, and also spend time with them and argue a lot more. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's a very interesting point that uh, as you guys know I, I, I've been on radio shows before and I've mentioned that point exactly that our parents had a life before they had kids mm. and it's very hard to think about for young teenagers and young adults that you know there was an aspect of our parents life where we weren't a part of it mm. all we've seen of them is the parent yeah. we haven't seen you know <laughs> reckless dad or you know uh, gossipy mum or what well we see some no, gossipy mum, <laughs> you know, we haven't seen all of that stuff, right? Mm. So it's very, it's a good chance for us to, you know, get insight to how our parents used to live. Because mm. at the end of the day, we are two separate generations. Yeah. We've grown up a lot more modernized, mm -hmm. whereas they've grown up a lot more cultured, if you will. And I think yeah. that's especially true for people of our ethnic background, because we're all yeah. Tamils here. Mm. And um, the modern, these current 
debate, if you will, has been very strong mm. recently, I believe, uh, especially with um, young camels, because mm. they, they've adapted to a separate kind of lifestyle, and it's very hard to um, for them to kind of conceptualize how things would have been done before. Mm. Do you guys have a specific take on that? Okay. I, I think Abby's frozen, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I think for me, it was... I heard about, like, my mum was able to tell me a lot of stories that she had never told me before. Um, because, yeah. I, I mean, like you, I was quite curious to know what her life was like before, because... I think also when you're younger, they don't really want to tell you like any stories or anything like that. But um, I think it was quite interesting to hear some of her stories of like, you know, when she was a, when she was a student and um, the things she used to like talk about with friends or what she would mm. do like after school, her extracurricular activities, if there were any, um, yeah. her relationship with her parents. Um, I think the relationship that she had with her parents is very, very different to the one I have with her. So just kind of like seeing those differences was something that kind of like made me think a lot about how things have really changed now. And um, yeah, I think there was quite a lot to be interested in. So yeah, happy. I'm now thankfully back. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do apologize. Uh, but do, do you know what I think about? I think about how we're going to be as parents because of it's a scary thought that yeah <laughs> it, is, it, is, it really is honestly and yeah this lockdown sort of makes me think it's like how would I have dealt with this situation because my mum's been amazing honestly but I don't think I'd be half a half as good a parent as she is and she has patient been. <laughs> patient yeah exactly <laughs> I don't think I'll have that and obviously we're more modern and we're growing up in a more modern era as well so with our kids it's going to be different because we're going to understand technology more than our parents did and I, th- I, I think I don't know it, I think it will be different I don't know how different but I feel like you know we are it's going to be different for us yeah it, it will be different Happy. and um, going on what you just said with the technology aspect it's like, like we all agreed parenthood is a scary concept and I, I have had the thought here and there about how I would be as a parent. And one of the key things that stuck out to me that I think every parent or, you know, would-be parent would kind of understand is um, their area's technology will always be advancing. Technology does not stop at any point. But we yeah, as humans are always advancing. So, you know, true. when our parents were growing up, their technology was high tech for them. And then when they got yeah. to the point where they had kids, we already had uh, mobile phones whereas mm. they'd just been introduced to that concept mm. so I, I remember my first phone was a really really old Nokia touchscreen <laughs> 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 yeah and uh, I got it when I was uh, in year six so that was uh, primary school and I remember the first time I made a phone call I got I was really excited about using the Nokia that I came out of the school um, I walked out of the parking lot and I got to the front and about 200 meters I see my dad and my family they're waving at me and I wave back and then I pull out my phone and I call him and I go where are you just for the sake of being able to use my phone <laughs> so cute <laughs> so, <laughs> so obviously at the time I was thinking oh wow I'm able to use such high tech technology like mm. like a mobile phone mm. but now look at us you know my, my niece she's just turned six and um, she knows how to use her iPad better than nearly better than I can use my mobile 
that's quite scary. It's a scary actually. concept. Mm. Like they're gonna be born into an era where touchscreen, voice command, all of that is, you know, second nature to them. Mm. Well, we've just been introduced to that technology. So, you know, I feel like I parents will always good. be... A, yeah, it's, it's good. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like parents will always be a step behind their kids in terms of technology. Yeah. Oh, no, I was I mean, saying that it was good in terms of, like, the fact that... I'm, I'm kind of glad that we didn't have that kind of technology when we were younger. I mean, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not... We're not that old, but at the same time, <laughs> like... I've got a three-year-old cousin who knows how to use like an iPhone and how to like unlock it and just do anything on it with like YouTube and everything so mm-hmm. I'm just glad that I didn't kind of have that because I don't know I feel like the childhood would have been really different otherwise you know I mean I know right so I'm convinced in 10 years time kids are going to come out with a smartphone <laughs> it, it's going that way isn't it yeah it's, it's true that it, it will happen mate It'll, it'll be it'll be horrible. It'll be like, well, here comes the kid, and look at that, and that's his new <laughs> iPhone X double whatever. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Would you like to give a nickname to your phone? You know, it'll be, it'll be like a really weird concept of Pokemon. But <laughs> oh, no, um, that that is that is a very interesting. You know, it's a very interesting thought. I I am you know. Uh, <laughs> as friends, when we used to hang out before the lockdown, you guys know my take on having kids and how you know. I'm quite scared of that concept in itself. I'm quite yeah. afraid of having kids of my own. Just yeah. looking back at the things that I got up to and the things that I did, mm. I just feel like I'd have a little devil in my hands. I don't... <laughs> it's going to be hard. <laughs> but it is a very exciting thought. I think instinctually, we all want to have kids anyways. So, you know, fingers crossed when everything comes through and, you know, a couple of years down the line, we're gonna have kids and they'll be as happy to know each other as we are mm. and you know going back to what you said uh, Nisha about um, kids being able to use technology better than us and you being thankful for your childhood mm. I completely agree I'm, I'm not pointing any fingers but <laughs> I personally believe this generation is a lot more spoiled mm. a lot more spoiled so that's uh, what are they called Generation Z Generation mm. Y Gen Z Gen, Gen, Gen Z, Z. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the ones who, you know... <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know if you would say they're spoiled, though, or if they've just grown up with technology and that's just... See, the I, think, I think they're spoiled compared to our mentality because they've grown up with right. technology. Yeah. Their mindset is completely fine, so to them, that's normal. Mm. Whereas if we go back to, I think, the boomers... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the guys from... The guys older than us, they, they would properly shake their head at them and be like I can't believe you guys you know have done this obviously no offence to anyone from Gen Z we do yeah, of course, of course, we do of not course. discriminate yeah. uh, we do love you all please watch our <laughs> podcast well done Happy. disclaimer out of the way lovely <laughs> <laughs> no but um, I do agree I've, I, it's just I've seen my niece right and I love her to bits but when I see her use her iPad and go on uh, My Little Pony or you know whatever she watches yeah um it's like how have you how have you done this so quickly how have you got onto you know unlock the ipad gone onto youtube typed in what you wanted to watch and smashed it you're only six you can barely you know reach Mus- muscle memory isn't it it is muscle memory just they've done it so often mm. but to be honest like there's like if for example we were talking about something else but um in terms of that other what was it discord Discord. Yeah, Discord. yeah, yeah, that I, I like to make an account. 
I, I, I was fully lost. I was like, okay, how do I do this? Like, I, I, I literally felt like a grandma at that point because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. And so it's quite scary to know that like these kids are growing up and like they just know everything like that. Like they just know things straight away. And I think I think that is quite. I don't know. I, I find that scary though, especially at that age. I think it's, it's it's scary for us because we're not used mm. to this technology. It's something new, right? Yeah. And something new is always going to have a you know scary aspect to it. Mm. But to them, it's you know it's it's normal. It's natural for them. Yeah, but I so think we can kind of like uh, relate because I mean it's what we're doing now, right? With our phones, we're always on it twenty four seven. Oh yeah. So, um, I'm not on it right now though. No, yeah okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was an exaggeration <laughs> but I, I feel like we can relate to an extent but I think it's just the whole situation with the age right like we weren't yeah. we, we weren't exposed to that kind of technology when we were younger whereas they are so it'll be interesting to see what they're exposed to when we're when they're our age maybe true very true it will be a very fascinating concept um mm. right now we've spoken about you know at length now about Generation Z and uh, about their <laughs> their upbringings and whatnot. Would you trade your kind of upbringing for theirs? Would you Would you be able to choose whether you would have preferred to have grown up as we did, you know, being able to play more games outside and whatnot, or would you have preferred to be 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 more in tune with the, with technology as they are? I mean, I me would, personally, okay, but... <laughs> I, I, I I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. Honestly, no, 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 I, it's not that. <laughs> No, no, I, I, honestly, I like it how it is. I, I would not sw- switch it for anything. Yeah, I agree. Same. I think, like, I would definitely, I cherish those moments um, when, like, I went outside and played with, like, my friends and whatever, yeah. more than sitting down and just scrolling on my phone. I remember the, those moments when I'm definitely. Yeah, 100%. For me as well, I I personally quite like going out, like nature walks, going camping, fishing, stuff like that. See, Mm. I would love to be able to do that. Mm. Whereas my brother, who's only about six, seven years younger than me, he can't hack it. (laughs) (laughs) He he can play the whole way. So, you know, it's, it's, even though the age range isn't that big, it's still, it's still there. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's a great thought. We've uh, we've spoken at length here for a while now about the topics. Uh, we've come to the segment now, the part of the podcast where we go to our favourite segment. It's called <laughs> Happy Happy, and uh, we we just want to know, Happy, what's going through your mind right now? I'm actually excited. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the launch, my friend. Uh, the launch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should explain what Happy Happy is. Right, so for for our viewers, Happy Appy is a very, very, very short segment where we just ask what's on Appy's mind, and that's it. <laughs> and we now know Appy's very excited, and that that is good. He's looking forward to the launch of our podcast. Hopefully, it'll be out soon. And uh, uh, you guys, I didn't say the launch of the podcast. Though. Oh dear! Oh, oh dear! <laughs> I swear you said launch. I just said launch. Oh, okay. Oh dear. He's, he's shagged us. He's absolutely shagged us. It could me. be a rocket launch. Who knows? <laughs> Right, well, we're, we're going to work on Happy Happy. He, he, he will be back better and more improved. <laughs> going going back to our usual podcast, um, yeah. we've spoken about the lockdown. We've spoken about relationships in the lockdown. We've spoken about modern meets current. Um, yeah. Going on to our upbringing itself, right? Growing up in an Asian household, 
growing up as a Tamil, it's we've we've faced some differences. We faced, you know, a couple glaring problems to us that most people would not even notice. And uh, very recently, I was I was on the on TikTok and I was scrolling through, and one of the the uh, posts that I saw, which I found was very funny, it was um, it was basically just Asians going, explain, uh, you know, tell me that you're Asian without telling me you're Asian. Have you guys seen that post? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And most most of them, right, were all about the 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 boot of a of a car, the trunk of a car, right? For for Tamils, they call it a dicky. (laughs) They they assumed they assumed that's what it was called. And all of these videos are going just pointing at like an open boot of a car and going, yeah, we we assumed it was called. We didn't know it was called a trunk or a boot or whatever you want to call it. They just all called it a dicky and it was like, oh shit, it's like, surprising, isn't it? Um, is is you know there what, any... No, you know what it is, yeah, it's it's funny because when I did realise it's actually not dicky, I'm like, wait, what? It's, it's not even a word in English. <laughs> oh, wait, like, do you think that that was the word, like, from the beginning? Yeah, as, yeah, as I was growing up, my parents were called it that and yeah. I think it's a, it's a Tamil thing, but... Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, we assumed that was the legitimate word. It turns out it's not even an English word. It's, it's not. It's made up. No, I, I think shocked. they call it that in uh, Sri Lanka because whenever I went back, like they would always say it there. Like, um, so I think it came from there. I don't know why, but yeah. But the the interesting thing is, right? Where where did it come from? It's not an English word. Someone's made it up. So, uh... <laughs> and it's just uh, yeah, gone on from there. Is there, is there any other words like that that you can think of where you, for you as a Tamil, it's natural, but and then someone had to point out to you that that's not that's not what it actually is. Not a specific word, but I know that um, me and my siblings we actually mix Tamil and English. So like, if we're saying that we we're showering, we say we're kuliking. Yeah. So like we would we would mix uh, Tamil and English and then add the ing at the end just to yeah. tell my mum what we're doing. <laughs> I, think, I don't know if that's. Like, I think that's quite a common thing, actually. Um, I think I, I yeah. think that's quite common. Actually. Oh, it's it's it, that's that is really common, but it's really funny with younger kids as well, especially oh, yeah. uh, children, because uh, they obviously they 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 can't speak Tamil very well when they're young, yeah. and uh, so their their words get mixed up with the English language and Tamil, and you know they say words here and there as you've mentioned. And one of my favourite ones when I was younger was uh, when my little brother. Was <laughs> he wanted to come shops with us, but my mom told him that he had to wash his face first. So he went off to you know get washed up and whatnot, and then we were already opening the door and like stepping out to get into the car, and he he shouted down the <laughs> he shouted down the stairs going wait don't leave I'm still coloring my chocolate and I was like what <laughs> <laughs> which means I'm still washing my cheeks. <laughs> it's the fact that he used you know English and Tamil that really cracked me up yeah. and hybrid, yeah. hybrid. <laughs> do you guys not do really that? Well. Uh, I do I do it's just certain words are harder to pronounce or explain in Tamil mm. than they are in English yeah. so for specific words I would say it in English and kind of just describe what it is to my parents because mm. obviously my parents aren't fr- uh, they're from the motherland they've moved here because they're first generation right mm. We're se- we're second generation times. We were born outside of the country, and we were raised in uh, in a more modern culture. So our use of the Tamil language is going to be a bit more modernised, if you will. So mm. certain phrases or words that usually would be, you know, uh, used, we don't use. Yeah. For example, the uh, 
the official Tamil word for telephone it's incredibly long and very hard to say Kalipesi <laughs> <laughs> Kalipesi yeah and it's like it's so much easier just to say telephone or mobile or phone yeah see but then because I'm from Germany right they call it a handy and yeah yeah so that's that's the word for phone there and that's just stuck with me so there are certain words that I certain times when I'll say explain something and I'll explain it in in Tamil and then I'll break off into a bit of English and then I'll throw in a German word here and there just to make that <laughs> mix incredibly spicy can you handle <laughs> you the handy yeah have, have you have you done that Afi? I know you're from Germany as well so ah uh, yeah uh, do you know what I do yeah personally I do mix English and Tamil but not as often as my siblings do mm-hmm. uh, I mean the only person I really talk I don't know if you guys talk Tamil with your siblings or if it's mainly English uh, sometimes when the occasion calls for it but most of the time it is English you are right it is English isn't it yeah, yeah. so my mum always says that when we have kids they're not going to talk Tamil because we're probably not going to be talking in Tamil to them that's a very good point yeah I, I don't know but if you don't marry someone that is Tamil it's it's going to be very difficult for you to maybe I think talk. we should pick up on that point actually and like yeah. talk about it yeah that, that is a very strong point so mm. uh, what's going to happen now is right This uh, we're going to pause here for a second just so we can uh, have a yeah, have a drink more or whatnot, and we'll come back to that point about being able to speak the language in the future see you guys in a little bit alright guys welcome back we back onto the podcast and um, before we left off we spoke about uh, our, our kids and how they're going to struggle with Tamil and being able to talk Tamil like Afi mentioned his mum saying um, because we as you know our age group don't talk very a lot of Tamil and when we do we mix in English words here and there or you know German words or French words or whatever you, wherever you're staying we throw in those extra words and it's not pure Tamil like they're used to right Mm. So they're saying that future generations are either gonna, you know, lose the language; it's gonna die out, mm-hmm. or they're gonna struggle a lot with it. And you know, it's a valid fear because it is happening. I see a mm. lot more kids that can understand Tamil, yeah. but they can't speak it. Mm. They can only speak back to you in English or in whatever language you you speak. Yeah. And you know, it's it's disheartening to see a language as old as Tamil, which it's currently the oldest language you know known to us mm. uh, which is like more than what 5,000 years of history something like that and it's obviously we want to keep that going but it's it's very hard for kids to learn the language mm. the alphabet alone is crazy it's got what <laughs> over 200 words 247 letters 247 letters there you in, go. The alphabet, in the alphabet in the Tamil that alphabet someone knows their history no I actually studied um, Tamil for um, GCSEs and A levels so I think for me it's like I had to know how to read write and well to an extent speak I guess but I do that at home anyway but I think um, like you said nowadays it's very common to see people who can understand it and somewhat communicate with their parents but it is a bit worrying to like think about the future and think like kind of 
you know, know whether people will continue the language and continue kind of like teaching it to our children. That that is very true. It it is it is hard, uh, especially. Right, uh, as as we were talking about earlier, it, it's especially uh, impactful with this generation because um, as technology improves and you know people get more in tune with that kind of stuff, they're f- I don't want to say forgetting their roots, but they you know they're missing out on some of the education that we had when we grew up because um, we had Tamil school, didn't we? That was a thing where our parents would drop us off at at the school or exactly. the community center, wherever it was, for an hour every Saturday. And they would try and teach you Tamil, and you know, as a kid, I hated it. I hated the <laughs> fact that no, it's it's true. Yeah. As a kid, yeah, I true. hated learning it because yeah. it, so, it was so hard for me. Mm. I mean, because uh, pe- the kids in the class spoke English, mm. and as much as the teacher tried, she was the only one screaming at us in Tamil. Mm. And you know, we we would ask maybe redundant questions like, "Oh, what? Why is it said like this? What? Why are you using that letter instead of this letter?" You know. It's it was difficult, especially when you're you know eight or ten years old. All you really want to do is muck about, and that's all we did. I remember one. I remember one particular class, right, where my parents dropped me off at the community center. They went home, and then the teachers um, all go into the classroom, and I was still at the door, just opening the door, letting people in, and I just didn't want to go to class, so I just <laughs> became a doormat. I just kept opening and closing doors for people, and I spent a solid hour doing that. <laughs> Before I went into the lesson, and they're like, "What have you been?" I was like, "Oh no, they needed me for something." Like, okay, and that was I that. think for more like in terms of um, Tamil school, for me it was more than just learning the language. I think for me it was like just getting to know the community and just being a part of that community. If that makes sense, like every Sunday we would just kind of like come together, and then mm. you make your own friends there. And like I think that in itself was quite um, it was quite nice because you kind of keep in touch with your like with the with the Tamil community, right? Um, so I think that that like it, I don't think it's just to do with the language, but then obviously there were other like classes as well, like um, you know, maybe going um, like yeah, learning all of that. instruments. Yep. Yeah, I did none of that. <laughs> I, I didn't mean, even try. I, I joined in for one class where we, we learned the the Mirdanam, which is the Tamil drums, right? And um, mm. I was there with Appy, and. Uh, <laughs> Me and him, uh, I remember that class in particular because I, I didn't know what we were, what was happening. They'd had like two or three sessions beforehand mm. and they had all these like really cool kind of cylinders on their fingers to help them beat the drums. And I had nothing and I was just there sitting going, so you guys giving me equipment or what's happening? <laughs> and they just completely ignored me for an hour because they didn't want to deal with it. Because um, they, they had like recitals coming up and they're like, well, oh, you've just joined, just wait till like the next semester starts and you like properly get taught and whatnot, which really? makes sense. But as a kid, you know, you're impatient. You you know, you think the world revolves around yourself. So mm-hmm. I was very disruptive in that class in particular. I'm pretty sure I got mm-hmm. happy trouble at one point. And she was not happy. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, I didn't really have much luck with the uh, instruments either, especially in Tamil school. Uh, I tried moving them in, but he'd be like, okay, so what did you do at home the last week? And I'm like, yo, I didn't even touch it. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah. honestly, I, I didn't have the like the drive to try and learn it more. But same with the Tamil lessons. I went there and I was like, okay, when's this over? So my teacher mm. would, you know, give you little things to do in the lesson and then we'd go through it. And I was like, why am I doing this on a Saturday? And I could be at home doing something else. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Though. Yeah, you see, 
that was and a big so decision many... now. Yeah. At our age, we, we think back and we think, I'm so glad we did that because mm. I'm still in touch with my roots. Mm. Whereas, you know, my brother who never went to Tamil school, mm. he, he never yeah. went through that experience and his Tamil was sorely lacking compared to everyone else's. Mm. And he just speaks in English all the time. Yeah, I think I don't think I would ever kind of regret that experience. Also, I think, um, oh, shit, I was thinking of another point, but I forgot. Oh, yeah, it was just like with the whole um, instruments thing. Like I was, I, I try, I mean, no, actually, I didn't even try with the, um, like, you know, better than I I tried oh, yeah. with um, the violin, but yeah, that just, that just failed. Um, you, know, you, know, you know what? I, I so regret not learning how to play an instrument especially like the violin or piano because i see all these tiktokers and youtubers and yeah. all the amazing stuff they can do like all the amazing mm. songs they play and i'm so envious i was like oh my god i wish i was that talented oh yeah that was my point yeah so cool. yeah no especially because like when when you hear um you know these people uh, on like instagram as well or, like the, the Tamil people um kind of like promoting like the minidangam or like mm. you know playing the violin or even singing um, oh, yeah. it, it's really refreshing to like watch because I mean I don't have those talents so like when you see other people um, do that and kind of like still keep keep it going I think that's quite like refreshing to see and like very yeah it's just very nice to see and I think um, I mean I wish like like you said I wish I had the same talents as well but yeah oh yeah you don't <laughs> you know you know hopefully we can get someone who, who went through that experience in the future and they can you know join us at the podcast and that we can Draw them with questions and whatnot, and they can That'd give us proper answers. That would yeah, be a good, you know, good outlook for I, the future. Uh, do you know what it was though? I think it's part of the culture, right? You know, doing violin or keyboard or whatever. We all sort of took part of it in one occasion or not. I think our parents forced us into it, but mm. I don't think we're going to be like that as parents. I don't know if we're going to force. It was all for the CV, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. For the CV. <laughs> Are we going to go tell our kids to go to school? I don't think so. You know. I don't know if a town school will be around. I really hope like exactly. there'll be some something to bring us together. But I don't. I don't know. I think it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see though. But I don't know if you would force your children to. No, I, I didn't. We've been through it, right? So I don't know. Even even though I've been through it and I understand why I didn't enjoy it and you know why other people might not enjoy it. Looking back yeah. on it now, I really do think I may put my kids through that as well. Because okay. as much as you know, I hated it. It's it still kept me intact with my roots. Yeah, and I think that's a very very large aspect to it. And I feel like I I would be remiss if I didn't if my kids didn't have that chance as well. Like if they grow up and you know like twenty thirty odd years in the future when they're my age and they turn to me and go, Dad, how come you know you never let my made us go for Tamil and whatnot? I can't yeah. turn around and go, you'd have hated the experience because mm. I don't know how they would have appreciated it. Because there, there were a couple of kids who who thrived under that environment, who enjoyed learning Tamil, or the yeah. instruments, or uh, what was it, uh, Tamil dance, or even dance uh, and yeah, yeah Sangeetam and whatnot, which you know, which or reciting the, the, so. the poems, yeah. And um, I honestly believe I may, if there is still Tamil school available, I, I would put my kids through it, because that that is an experience I want them to have had. I want them to have gone and not liked it to know instead of you know not go and not know at all yeah i think it would also like you said kind of bring us together i guess like the tamils and i think that's really really important especially when you know there's always that um fear of it kind of dying out in our generation when we kind of have our kids and stuff Mm. so yeah 
That is very true. You know what? I I actually don't think talent schools are that important. I think. Oh, that's interesting. No, honestly, it's more important at home that you guys are talking to your kids. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Grow up in that culture, even without Tamil school, right? You can. You don't need to read and uh, write Tamil to be, you know, proficient Mm. at speaking Tamil. So. That is true. As long as you do it at home, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with kids, they pick up what they hear around them. Uh, If in your household you only speak English, that's the first language they'll pick up. Exactly. Mm. Good point. So uh, they're very adaptable at that age, especially. So if, you know, for whatever reason, I'm only speaking German in my household and they, they, they learn German off that, then, you know, it's no one's fault but my own. <laughs> if I want them to know Tamil and they've only picked up German, I can't really blame <laughs> them, can I? It's like... <laughs> yeah. The thing is, yeah, we live in England, so English is a language they're eventually going to pick up anyway. There's no yeah. other way, right? So you can give them a head start with Tamil because they're not going to get there anywhere else apart from your house. Unless they have Tamil mates, it's different, but... Yeah, that's exactly what my mum... Sorry, go on. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Um, No, I was just saying that that's exactly what my mum kind of, like, um, told us. She was like, you could go learn English wherever you want, like, you're you're living in England, but when you're at home, no English words should come out. (laughs) So we were were forced to talk in Tamil, and I think, like, when when I was younger, I was just like, this is so long. Like, why why is she making us do this? But then now I'm just like, actually, you know what? That was a really good kind of point. And I think it's something we should definitely continue to make sure that the language lives on. Definitely. And, you know, here's, here's to hoping that the language does survive and, and it does live on to, you know, past our generation and towards uh, the newer generation as well. Um, sadly, we've come to the end of our podcast here now. We've, uh, we've talked about quite a few topics. We spoke about um, lockdown relationships, you know, modern vs. current. We spoke about Tamil culture, where it's headed, and, you know, all the things that impacted our upbringing. You know, I had a crack at Gen Z. Hopefully they forgive me. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this podcast and you'll join us for the next one. that will be out soon. Um, a special thanks to Nisha and Afi for coming along helping me out make sure you check us out on our Instagram pages and there'll be a link in the, in the captions below in the comments and hopefully it'll be on screen as well if you can see it uh, make sure you check out Nisha's page she does amazing stuff on that as well and uh, if you guys can get a hold of Afi online try to talk to him <laughs> he, he won't talk to us so maybe he'll talk to you <laughs> I'll talk once I have 5k followers oh oof. <laughs> Little steps, happy <laughs> baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you guys. It's thank you guys for joining yeah, us. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Rats. Uh, wonderful host. Yeah, take care, everyone. Take care. See you guys next everyone, time. Stay safe. Stay safe.